Hi, and welcome back to Feel the Gap podcast, the podcast where we explore stories and conversations about being human. We're not professionals, we're not experts, and we're really not here to give any advice about how we should feel or be or think. You know, I think this is really just a place where we want everybody to feel safe having stories heard and talking about different perspectives and lives in this complex and messy world we lived in. Okay, so, you know, don't take our word for it, take your leave it, pinch of salt, jime plate of salt <laughs> up to you but we hope this is something that will be fun to even just hear and feel like you can connect with yeah um we're your hosts jamie and april uh i'm i'm april i'm jamie not our real names again yeah um we're just trying something yeah still we, going with it yep still going with it so this week i'm april i'm uh, jamie yeah and for this week we're going to be talking about the feeling of being not good enough um, whether it's, you know, a sense of something in us is just lacking or that we're not quite there yet. And we're trying a different format this week. So we got a couple of people who wrote in letters to us um, in however style they did. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reading them out and then before trying to dive into them um, and share a bit more about it. So April's going to take us away first. Yeah, so um, really short context of, of this story, right? Um, this is from a fresh graduate, Singaporean Indian male, um, whom we'll call James, right? So I've known James for, for a couple of years now. Uh, he's a super smart guy and really a, a go-getter in my eyes. But uh, the way he'll describe himself is, you know, I'm not super smart. I'm just ordinary and I'm definitely ambitious. And maybe sometimes ambition will lead to good results. And maybe that's why people think of me that way. But yeah. In my eyes, he's, he's super smart, and uh, it's always a joy being around him. Um, yeah, so this is his story. In JC, I felt like I was not good enough to be in a relationship with a girl I liked because of many reasons, such as skin color. She was Chinese. Being scrawny and never being in a relationship before, and she had. Not being handsome enough because many good-looking guys liked her. But the thing is, I never tried. I never asked her out on a date, and that was my mis- biggest mistake. So what I've learned is, yes, You will feel it. You're not good enough. You're not handsome enough. You're not smart enough. You're not funny enough. But still give it a shot. And try multiple times because one day someone will appreciate you for what you're good enough at. And one more thing. Some say it's okay not to be good enough. Just accept it and be confident. I don't feel that way. I think if you feel you're not good enough at something, work on it. But don't stop trying. There will always be something you will feel that you're not good enough at. Because we always see that other human being who can do it better, who can do something better than us. So just keep working on it. One day you will become better at it and your confidence will increase. Mm. Such a sweet story as well. Yeah. I mean, heartbreaking, but also really sweet. <laughs> no, I think it's cute. You know, this um, James, James's story about never asking out a girl that he liked. I think a lot of us have probably been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think especially when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Um, it's such an intimate place, you know, an intimate zone in which it's like evolutionarily, it's about, you know, our match. Yeah. I think because we're always sold these stories yeah. by society as well about, you know, the other half will complete you or, you know, <laughs> who who are you worth, you know? Yeah. Like, who do you match up with and things like that. And so there's such a... I guess that feeling of rejection seems like an attack on our sense of self-worth mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it can be really painful mm. and really scary. Yeah, I think objectively, if you think about a relationship, um, like logically, we remove emotion for, for a second, right? It's about finding the best person for you. Mm. Right, and sometimes it doesn't match up, mm. but it doesn't mean that it's one person is good or bad. Mm. Right, it's just you know just unfortunate that these are not this is just not the best match. Yeah. Right, but if you of course you can't just remove emotions like that, especially yeah. when you're in it. Yeah. When you're in it, it feels like, oh man, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like I'm not matching up to their expectations. I'm not matching up to. Maybe my own expectations of what a relationship should be, mm. and 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 then it, it gets hard because you feel like it's a it's a personal attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be- because at the end of the day, it's this feeling of like they didn't choose me. Yeah. Right. That I wasn't the one. Mm. Because we always sold these ideas, right, yeah. about like being the one, <laughs> the right one, and I think comes with it is the expectations that you know people are meant to be with somebody you know this idea of like if you were good enough if you were worth it enough they would want you yeah and you would be on their level yeah and then to feel that this this person who you're so attracted to i guess in in some ways look up to uh, yeah for liking them they don't see you on that same level and it's just it feels like oh you know like that awful feeling of like why not me Mm. It's like the exclusion, right? It's yeah. a very personal exclusion that comes with it. Yeah, completely. And and I think especially in this in this story by James, it's it's not even that this girl had that chance to express that mm. you're not good enough. Mm. It's it's the fear of oh I don't think I'm good enough mm. that that stopped him from even trying. And mm. I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened, but I think you know. I've been in that in that mm, situation. Yes. It's like you don't even give it a shot, right? Because you're worried how the other person will react. Like, yeah. are they gonna like you back? Are yeah. they gonna say like, ah, sorry, but no thanks? You know yeah. what are they gonna say? And the the anticipation and the hopes that it will be something good is is just so high that yes. it's, it's the fear of rejection is really so strong. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. so scary. Yeah. Because what, you know, it's like if she doesn't want me <laughs> after putting myself out there, after being vulnerable, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Right? And in our, sometimes in our head, it just feels like it means I'm, this equals me bad. Yeah. Oh, you know, something just like lousy. that. Just lousy. Yeah. And I think we can't dismiss the fact, you know, about his feelings of being somewhat afraid mm. and feeling less um you know feeling slightly more not good enough or inferior in some ways because of race yeah because she's chinese and he's indian yeah i think that's you know i think it's hard for us to comment fully on understanding that because we ourselves are not indian mm. um but i think that is something to really acknowledge and put out there yeah definitely i mean it's not it's not easy and um I think a lot of us have been in, in a situation like that. Yeah. Like being vulnerable or, or trying to be, like, just the fear of that makes yeah. us not want to do anything. Yeah. Because, like, I think in society, especially in Asian society, um, skin color comes with a lot of stereotypes mm. and, like, so-called hierarchical, you know, like, yes. tr- a lot of, like, you know, um, internalized racism in some ways, right? Yes. Um, by a lot of people about what it means to be this skin color or that skin color. Yeah and a lot of group exclusions as mm. well, right? And so I think there's a very genuine 
sense of how would she think of me because I am not Chinese, yeah. because I'm Indian, yeah. right? Not to say that that is the right way, because mm. it is a form of racism. I yeah. think that should be acknowledged if in that sense of inferiority yeah. experience, um, which is unfortunately... Yeah, it's, it's just... A, a flaw. Yeah. In and society. It's, it's still existing and it's it has, you know, effect on us. It has a repercussion, yeah. On the matter of fact that he even felt that he wasn't good enough because of that. Yeah. Like it's part of the equation. Yeah. Like people who are not of the minority race. Yes. Like that wouldn't that probably wouldn't even come up. Like I'm yeah. probably not good enough in terms of my looks, my height, blah blah blah. But they wouldn't think it's like, oh, because I'm Chinese. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. because he's Indian, this adds a different layer to it. Yeah. That is like, it, it makes things more complex. Yeah, it's like his race has to be so salient yeah. to him, whereas people who are Chinese have the privilege of not having that saliency yes. in some ways, yeah. I think. Um, so that is a very sad and awful truth about our society, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you have anything that's like something related to this where where you were afraid to to talk about or to to i guess express your feelings yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i mean definitely i think like we've all i've had crushes before uh-huh. in which like i've never felt comfortable <laughs> um confessing yeah. i think i think i don't even think i've confessed anybody in my life before really? I've not had that many crushes in life too but also I've just never um, felt comfortable doing that and I think it also comes down to that feeling of like oh as a girl as a girl uh-huh. you know it feels very very intimidating uh-huh. and it's just like I think I have an image because now that I think about crushes I just think of myself in like primary school secondary mm-hmm. school I don't, I don't know if I had a crush there. in primary school let's say and then just imagining yourself like that scary scenario of you going up to this guy telling him how you're feeling and then it'd be like him gossiping to his entire group of guy (laughs) friends who would just be laughing at you for even thinking that you know i mean isn't it's i don't think it's just about primary school or secondary school like now it still probably happens yeah yeah i think yeah nowadays as an adult i think you know the dating queue is still really scary. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, before date, during the date, even during the dating app process mm-hmm. um, of, like, when you're starting to chat up to guys or even bring yourself to swipe on people. Yeah. It's kind of like... It's a hurdle. It's a hurdle because, you know, even even though it's just an image, they don't know you and everything, right? And they're on the same thing as you. In my head, I'm just like, sometimes when I'm swiping, I'm also thinking, like, will they like me back? Yeah. If they don't like me back, what I don't want to swipe <laughs> to them either. You know, like is that is that conditional fear yeah. of just being like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm not good enough, and it's just like it's a picture of them. Yeah. You don't even know them. How do you know you're, they're better than you? Exactly, exactly. Right. No, I completely get it. I get it. It's 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 a tough space. It is a tough space, especially like your self worth is is related to this experience, and yeah. you can't take it out of the equation. Um, and maybe you don't have to. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's just part of being human and it's um, just everybody has to go through these things. Yeah. But I think it's so important, you know, for us to like continuously validate yeah. ourselves at the same time, right? To be um, validating that reminding ourselves as hard as it is mm. that there's no such thing as being not good enough for anybody. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And that our worth and our ability to be loved and to love ourselves is not defined by whether somebody else 
wants or does、mm. not want us. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I have a lot of friends、uh, who who are single,、um, and I keep telling them, you know, no. Obviously, they they have inclinations to want to be attached. Yeah. But every time a guy comes around,、um, then they're like, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But I always try and like encourage, like you, you don't know that. Yeah. You know, you don't know that, like. Why? Why are you so afraid?、Mm. Try, try, just try this, right?、Mm. And I think you brought a very good point about、um, whatever people do. You know that doesn't necessarily have to tie back to、uh, whether or not we're good enough. And、yeah. I have a, a, a random short story of、um, this guy that I dated a couple of years back,、um, and he was a an Indian male as well,、um, and he、uh, he has. Ideas of what、uh, his girlfriend should look like, right?、Um, and I think most people have that image of like who I want my partner to look like. And one of the things that he mentioned to me, on, like in a conversation in the past, was that you know I think I I need my girlfriend or I need my partner to be、uh, just more feminine. And 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 I asked, okay, what do you mean by that? And he's like, just someone who wears dresses more. Or or look a certain way more than you know. So you know me, right? I'm not the feminine type. <laughs> I'm not like I am completely not. Like, I don't like to be in dresses. I I mean sometimes yeah, I do, yeah. but the but, cool kind. No, you're a cool kind of dresser. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I mean it's just not my nature,、yeah. right? And then of course, like to me, that felt like an attack,、mm. right?、Mm. And and he knows. He knows that I'm not that that sort of girl, and. Him saying that to me felt like, shit, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And this was the first guy that I really sort of liked in、mm. a while, and it made me realize like, oh, I actually like someone. My heart can feel this way, and so it was a very unique moment for me、mm. in my life. And him saying those words made me feel very like, oh shit, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like literally those words and. And I'm less than.、Mm. Like I thought of that.、Mm-hmm. I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, I'm less.、Mm. Like I'm not what he wants.、Mm. And and then that was the moment I realized that holy shit, I really like him. Because、mm. I'm not the kind of person that. Like people say shit, and I am generally okay. Yeah. Right. I'm. I think I have a pretty good mechanism to process these things. Yeah. But this guy. He said those words, and it made me feel this way. Yeah, and it was a terrible feeling.、Oh. It was a terrible feeling. I mean, that ended quickly, but it's <laughs> not the point. The point is,、um, yeah, I think a lot of people go through these things, and and it's a very human feeling of、it、not is, being because, good enough. Yeah, like you know, listening to what you said, I think that there was such there's such much there's so much at stake.、Yeah. You know, the fact that he is somebody that you have, in a way, decided. To be vulnerable with、mm. in terms of emotions, and decided to place, you know, this person whom you really value、mm. so much, and for this person to comment、yeah. on things that they liked、mm. that you were not,、mm. you know, it's like, oh, there's something about me、yeah. that's not good、yeah. enough, you know.、Mm. And I think it also comes with like society has so many expectations on what it means to be. A good enough partner,、yeah. a good enough female, a good enough male, good、mm. enough whatever you know,、um, and like we hold that standard、yeah. to ourselves. Exactly, we learn from these things. Yeah,、like、I need to be a certain way.、Yeah. I need to feel a certain way. I need to say certain things. Yes, you know, 
am I not pretty enough? And I'm not skinny enough? And I'm not like voluptuous enough? <laughs> my boobs are too small. Yeah, you know, like, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy because if you think about it, like what you wear, you know, whether you wear a dress or not, sometimes it's just like. Who the hell cares, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, if you take a step back and you think about it, who the hell cares? But when you're in that moment, it just feels so it's, yeah. real. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just kind of, you know, thought about, you know, one of the lines that your friend James said about mm. one of the things that made him feel not good enough is because he's never been in a relationship before and she mm. had. And I think that also brings up, you know, these expectations yeah. of people who have been in relationships before yeah. who started dating younger yeah. you know they're a lot cooler they're more yeah. experienced they're more likable and if you're somebody who you know did not get kissed until you're a lot older or you yeah. did not have sex until you're a lot older or never dated until you're a lot older yeah. like there's something wrong with you yeah right definitely and I and that's just such a real pain yeah you know? it's, it's almost like we're torturing ourselves right like the, the, the idea of um, what did you just say the, the idea of the standards? Yeah, the standards of, you know, I'm not... Like, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't check these boxes. Because yeah. I haven't done this exactly. by, by then. Like, exactly. there's something wrong with me. Exactly. But what's wrong with the fact that perhaps you were developing yourself during <laughs> this time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you might have been growing in other ways. And that yeah. might not have been a priority for you. Yeah. And as it should be, it doesn't have to be a priority for you, right? Like, exactly. we're not lesser just because we don't have somebody else in mm. our life. We're not whole just because we have a partner in yeah. life right and i think being healthy in a relationship also involves the two people developing themselves as yeah. whole individuals and yes. i think it's very hard for us to it's very easy for us to lose sight of that oh 100 percent. yeah i think like you know yeah i recently had a very bad <laughs> experience um a very turbulent <laughs> experience in my relationship in which i genuinely felt a sense of like am i not good enough for this person right right like does this person not really want me you mm -hmm. know like is there am i not you know lovable enough mm -hmm. am i not um this or that enough mm -hmm. you know and then i think i also realized after a while that i was placing so much of my sense of self mm. and worth on this person yeah i was letting so much of my development be tied to this person's perception of me yeah and it's like that you know take a step back and think about it like that's not healthy mm. right that was me falling into the traps of being like too dependent yeah. on that other image right. right and so it's just like you know sometimes taking a step back and look at it like all of us just feel this pain of being not good enough so intensely when it comes to relationships yeah i just want to take a short moment to say that that the thing that you just explained of putting your self-worth on, on um, the image of what you are to this guy, I think a lot of us have been there. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if it's okay to say that it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we don't know that we're doing that until we see that we're doing, until we're there. Right. right, but like it's a natural progression a mm. lot of times early in the relationships. Mm. Um, you want this to work, yes, right, and then you care a lot about each other's thoughts and feelings, yeah. and you sort of fall into this trap. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as you learn, right, right. right. 
it's completely okay. I think yeah. it's, it's as long as you're aware that there's like problems of codependency, there's yeah. problems of of like I don't know, like def- like hurting yourself uh, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. Yeah. Because of this, then as long as you're aware of these possible situations, yeah. then you take a step back and yeah. do something about it. Yeah. Right? But but the act of falling into it is 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 a normal thing. It I sometimes think. happens. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, but you know getting yourself out of it is also hella hard oh right like definitely. like you don't really you know in our head it's like constantly reminding yourself no your self-worth is not tight so <laughs> but any like word or any statement or any yeah. thoughts triggers a sense of like oh life <laughs> um i think it's quite funny i remember a friend also said to me something about like you know don't indulge mm-hmm. in this state of being a helpless individual mm. like don't indulge in that don't forget that you're also a person who has accomplished oh, yeah. so many other things in your life and that that is your worth you mm. know not what somebody says about you mm. or thinks about you or wants about you mm. right so i think it is an extremely hard journey mm. um to work on trusting mm. ourselves mm. to be good enough for ourselves and for somebody else yeah i think Definitely. That's a hard place, James. I think we've all been there about feeling... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of those super cool kids in school maybe never felt that way. They were no. always liked. I think, I think everyone probably has their own stories, right? Like yeah. the, the super cool kids might have had it easy in some ways. Yeah. But the other ways, they, they probably like suffered here and there. I think at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. Experiencing human emotions yeah. and tough shit together. Yeah. It helps when you have friends who can like slap some shit into you and tell you like... <laughs> you did all of these things like you know remind you of how you know how great you are yeah and that you've had actually a lot of other extremely great relationships in your life yeah. even though they might not be a romantic one. oh yeah for right. sure all right so you know thanks yeah. james for sharing with us you know his reflection about you know yes you might feel it all of this but still give it a shot try multiple times i do believe in that to a certain extent mm-hmm. right i think faking till you make it can be a very true statement yeah because it's hard to really believe something until we create experiences oh, yeah. that convinces of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes in life, it's just about you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. sitting through that uncertainty, sitting yeah. through that the vulnerability, and just taking that risk. Yeah, and and I think Brene Brown talks about this a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, she studies shame and vulnerability, but. Um, it's not about the risk of failure, but it's the fact that you are going to fail. Yeah. If you take chances, you are going to fail. Yes. Right? But if you... I mean, like, there's a chance that you might succeed also. And that's, that's the upside, right? Yeah. But you will never succeed if you don't take the chance. Exactly. Um, and what's... You know, asking yourself, what do you want more? Yeah. To just be stuck in this place forever? Mm. Or to risk the chance of succeeding? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Good luck to everybody out there who's got crushes. Who <laughs> are just waiting for the right moment to confess? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. All right. Yeah, let's move on to the next story. Let's move on to the next story. So this next story is from another guy. I don't know who this guy is. So Mr. Anonymous out there, um, this is your story. Yeah. Recently, meaning the last few months since I left school, I've been finding myself constantly comparing myself with others. Everyone hopping into new jobs, just got to find out where everyone's starting work. I've also noticed that this has come with a great deal of thoughts. Like, so-and-so got into the same program I got rejected from. 
I wonder if that person managed to get converted. Wow, so-and-so got into this company. I didn't know she was so good. I think in isolation, these are not inherently bad thoughts, but I've been letting myself get affected by them, and it's come with some unhealthy behaviors, like thinking about how so-and-so probably didn't do as well as me in school, but he got the program I didn't make it past the first round of, Constantly switching between private and public mode on LinkedIn so I can stalk where my acquaintances ended up working without them knowing I was looking at their profiles. Feeling insecure about where I am now and having to justify to myself that things are fine because I'm paid well enough. I've been feeling myself slipping, my self-esteem a little bruised even though objectively I know that I really shouldn't be worrying. I think I'm in a good place, I'm happy to be where I am and honestly why should I care about where my peers are? It doesn't affect how hard I can work or how fast I can climb. At the same time, I honestly can't be asked about my supposed good grades in uni. It gives me no real joy or pride, and since it doesn't even affect how I'm viewed at work, I really couldn't care less. My dad is really happy about it and can't stop asking me how many people got first class. Even as I tell him for the countless time that I don't honestly don't care about it. In a way, I know he's trying to tell me he's proud of me, but is it weird that I don't feel proud of it at all? I remember when I got my final semester grade and I consolidated my honors. I didn't feel any happiness at all, only relief. That I had hit the target my dad set for me and that was it. And now, on some occasions, I don't feel like an honors graduate. I just feel like unfulfilled potential compared to what other people are doing. Wow. Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. This is this is such a relatable story. It's very real, I think. I think it's you know, something that really stuck out to me from this his letter is this constant struggle within us of, mm. you know, being in the sense of no, I'm good enough. You know, I do all these things, I should be happy, I should be proud of mm. myself. But then why am I still comparing, you know? Mm. And then there's this not just critical of where we are not yet, but also critical of the fact that we're being critical yeah. of ourselves, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, like, why am I not satisfied? Why yeah. am I all of that? Yeah, yeah. And the, it's the second layer. The yeah. critical of being critical that makes us go, sort of go into that cycle, that loop even more. Yes, and getting stuck in our heads about what all of this means. Yeah. I think it's really hard because there's never, a f there's never, I guess, an end point in terms of achievement. Mm, yeah. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. I feel. Like, we can set goals for ourselves, but once we get there, I don't know, sometimes it might feel like they could. there's always somebody better than us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? There's always somebody who did better, got that program, yeah. got a program. Yeah, and I think the, the, that part on, on your friend's story, which was talking about having these toxic sort of thoughts, right? Well, just like the comparing, I think. That's what he was talking about. Like, who got into the program that I got rejected yeah, from? Yeah, no, like um, the thought about, you know, this person did better than me. Oh, I did better than this person in school. In school, okay. But then this person is now... Ahead of me in some ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we forget sometimes that, you know, things are not linear like that. Yeah, you yeah, You can't yeah. just like, oh, I'm, I'm better than this, at, at the, like better than this person at this one thing and, and so I'm generally better yes. overall. Yeah, but that's it's true. But it's not like that, right? Yeah. Humans are so dynamic, we're so different. Um, and... And it's easy for us to, I think in the moment, fall into this space of comparing because, I don't know, maybe it comes from a place of, of discontent, mm. right? Like right now where I am, 
maybe I'm happy and I'm finding all these reasons like oh this person is, is where the other person's where and where am I mm. right finding reasons to, to just I don't know understand our situation now mm. right makes yeah. sense does yeah. that make sense yeah. Yeah. yeah I think like going with what you were saying you know I guess it's like all of us have evolved in such a way that in our heads we're constantly in doing mode Mm. We're always focused on the future or this place that I need to get to, yeah. right? Because in some ways, we believe that doing such a thing will motivate us mm. to move forward, right? Mm. Unconsciously seeing it as a form of motivator. Because if we're always just stuck with being complacent, yeah. we think like, oh yeah, then I'm not going to motivate myself, so I need to think about the future. Yeah. And sometimes that can be helpful, right? To compare In comparing ourselves to others, mm. we might think like, oh, okay, there's still more room to improve. Yeah. But habitually, sometimes this can become really unhelpful mm. in the long run because when we compare to others there's always going to be some aspect in which we're different yeah and we might you know unhelpfully equate this difference mm. with being deficient mm. or lacking mm. in some way yeah right and then our mind gets wrapped up in all of that in, in, in always being stuck on i'm not there yet mm. on what's lacking rather than seeing actually i've made it so far and that's yeah. and that's good yeah well i mean our eyes are always on the next goal our eyes are always on the next goal our eyes are always on progress yeah um i think that's just how a lot of singaporeans are programmed to be right mm. like you think primary school secondary school mm. jc body mm. uni work and then blah, blah blah all these goals right we think about what's next we set our eyes on it because it's tough right yeah. this journey is tough it's yeah. super competitive especially in yes. singapore Right, and so you you just keep your eye on the game, keep mm. your eye on the ball, just just keep pushing, keep pushing, mm. and then we forget that that you know how much have we accomplished? Yeah, and and even though yeah, maybe your grades aren't that great, maybe maybe you didn't do as well in CCA or whatever that is, yeah. right? But but it's not just about the yeah that that grade, not just about that letter on the piece of paper, right? Yeah. It's about the time you spent, the relationships you built, the stuff that you've yes. learned. And we fail to see all of that. Yeah, and yeah. we just jump straight to what's the next thing. Yes. You know? I think that's so true because in our society, value is tied with ableism, right? Mm. What does it mean to be a person of value, mm. a person of worth? And in society, it seems to be scripted such that if you do well in your career, mm. if you have so-and-so grades, mm. if you are earning so-and-so money, <laughs> that is equated with success and yeah. worth and productivity and yes. value. When, you know, I think what it means to value yourself as a person can be so much more than that. Yeah. But it's hard to value that because in society, those are not the things that get you so-called the material rewards, mm. right? Mm. Um, so it's it's like you're, you're pushing against a wall mm. sometimes mm. to mm. see other things about yourself. Yeah, completely, completely agree with that, yeah. It's, it's tough to, I think, we all go through phases of learning, right? And at early stages, we just, we're not maybe aware of, of these socially scripted ideas. And then at some point, we gain some knowledge that, oh, these things exist. And, and maybe that's who I am, right? And then maybe you grow up a little bit more and you realize that maybe that's not what I want to be. Mm. And maybe that's okay. Mm. And I think a lot of us struggle with the that's okay mm. part of mm. the equation, right? Like. I know I don't need to be defined by money. Mm. I don't need to be defined by my relationship, whatever it is. Mm. I know that if I'm alone, I'm completely okay. But at the same time, it's like, 
is it really okay? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge struggle. Yeah. I want to be okay. Yeah. I really want to. But at the same time, it's like, I, I've been, you know, built this way. Yeah. I've been ingrained in, in the things yeah. that matter to me and, and to relearn that these things don't matter. Oh, it's so tough. Yeah. And I think like there's a lot of, you know, talking about ingrained, like I was mentioning earlier, biologically, it's also ingrained in our system as uh, we are social creatures, right? Yeah. And our cultural adaptation that has allowed mm. us to survive as human beings is also through social hierarchy in some mm. ways, right? We live in a very socially hierarchical world. Yeah. And to, e- to be the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. you know, in, as an evolutionary species, is also mean, this also means to constantly i guess compare yourself to other people to make sure that you're not falling behind yeah and so it's i guess in some ways it's also ingrained in us to constantly be comparing to other people um and finding ways that we're not good enough Mm. so that oh okay i can't be this way i need to do better yeah you know and it's just such a struggle yeah for all of us um you know he was talking about his expectations that his dad Mm. put on him as well yeah what do you think about that I think it's funny that, that he said, you know, um, the dad cares so much about this this first class honors mm. uh, title. Mm-hmm. And then he worked so hard to mm-hmm. get there. And at the, at the end of the day, was not proud of this achievement. Yeah. just felt relief. Yeah. Right? And, and it makes me wonder, like, was he trying to attain that title for the dad or for himself? Mm. And is, is either one, I mean, like, both is, is valid answers, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, to me, like, from my own experience, I, my parents never explicitly said, I want you to get whatever title. Yeah. Right? But I always work damn hard to do my best. Yeah. Regardless. But I, I know what he's talking about. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, I wasn't, like, truly proud that I got whatever honors or whatever. Yeah. I, I was, I'm just like, oh, it's over. Yeah. But if you think about it in, in that scripted line of thought, it's just like, oh, JC, oh, uni. Okay. I'm gonna get this uni degree and then at the end of it once getting it I don't feel like a sense of achievement yeah. I feel relief yeah and that is just like it's sad yeah. <laughs> it's extremely yeah. sad it's like we work so damn hard to get to where we are and we're not truly proud yeah. of who we are yeah we're more like oh thank god that's over yeah yeah right? that's true that's true I mean it makes me think of how perhaps in our society particularly in Singapore in our education system yeah in this whole process of the years in which we go through schooling, there's never a moment where we are allowed to or we are encouraged, mm. I guess, genuinely encouraged. I know sometimes school programs like talk about these things, but genuinely encouraged to reflect on what we value mm. in our life. Yeah. You know, we are just told what to value in yeah. so many ways, but we don't actually have the space to think about what we value in ourselves or what we want to value mm. in life. And have the space to think about that's something important and something that I can develop. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times I feel like a lot of friends that I have as well make it to uni and they're like, I don't really know what I want to study. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, I did science stream in JC. So maybe I'll just yeah. do like medical school or something yeah. like that. And then you go through like the torturous years of medicine. <laughs> like, you know, you know, or like, or you do art stream. You know, you don't know what you want to do. Or, okay, well, I went to poly. I just did this course because I yeah. feel like it can get me the most jobs after yeah. that. Not to say none of them are valid reasons to yeah, choose yeah. something, but it's also wondering whether, like, you know, it, it, it feels like such an optionless route of life. Right. It's almost like there's so many options that I, I 
like well, okay, like, I just pick the one that makes the most sense yeah. via my history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, well, I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think a lot of us. I I, I did that too. Right? <laughs> like, I did science stream. Like, okay, math sounds cool. Let's do math, right? Yeah. Um, not that I regret it or anything, but you know, we don't have like you said. You know, we don't have that space to think about um, what we truly care about. Mm. Mm. What are things we value, and and if if uni is something that we want, Bali or JC is something that we want. And mm. I'm not discouraging. I'm not like saying that education is bad for you or whatever. Unfortunately, it is. it's a necessary thing in Singapore. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's more like you know, are we going into this option, uh, this decision that we're making? Are we doing it with our eyes open? Are we making this choice because we can and yeah. we want to, or is it because it's just the path that is somewhat laid out for yeah. me? Yeah. Right. And I think you and I can reflect on that now because we're post that, right? Yeah. And we're in a space in our life where we encourage ourselves to reflect on it. But when you're in the process, I think it's you almost don't have the ability to yeah. do that. Mm. You know, whether it's I guess I don't know maturity in some ways, mm. but also this like the luxury of thinking yeah. about all these things. Yeah. Right. It's just like no, I have to study. Yeah, you have the timeline. Yeah. What right? am I gonna do if I don't study? Yeah. I'm gonna have no job. Yeah. You know, that kind of, and then it's, re- it's real problems. I think as much as Singapore government like to talk as well about, yeah. you know, encouraging different kind of things in our education system. I think the culture of it is still so prescribed, prescriptive. Definitely, definitely. And I think it's a good point to note that we are also um, products of this Yes, this life, yes, that's true. Right? We, you studied them hard and you like freaking did them well as well, you know, so... You know, we are products of this thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And and we fall trapped to it as well. Yeah, yeah. And, it's you know, we, we had thoughts of, uh, I had thoughts of like, I, I hate JC, I want to leave, <laughs> I really want to leave. I did, I hate it, that's why I left JC. <laughs> right? So, yeah. so we, I mean, I mean you, you left. Yeah. Right? Good, good on you. But I, I didn't. You know, I, I knew I hated it, but yeah. I still stuck through it anyway. But there's just no space for you to go, right? Like, yeah. you might hate it, you might know that you hate it, but... Just where can you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I yeah. agree. It's tough. Something else that um, in the letter was also this, you know, um, this idea about timeline because he was saying that um, I think I'm in a good place. I'm happy to be where I am. And honestly, why should I care about where my peers are? It doesn't affect how hard I can work or how fast I can climb. Mm. I think oftentimes we also feel this pressure of like, I need to be there now. Mm. Of there's a timeline for success mm. right like why am I not there yet mm. why am I you know I'm this age I am not earning <laughs> that amount of money yet you know I need to be here by this point or yeah. even talking about relationships I need to have a partner why am I still single now you know the kind of thoughts that there is a prescribed timeline to so yeah. many things and I guess like something that reflecting on is that why must there be a timeline mm. you know why must there be a prescribed timeline in terms of what we achieve who we become or who we are with mm. Right, hundred percent. Like, I don't know. I think it's part of this, this mold thing, right? Like, we see our peers. We a lot of our self worth or or our brain sort of just goes into this competitive thing, mm. right? We just look at where our peers are at, mm. and it's very hard not to feel, not to see the differences. Yeah, right. It's very difficult. Like, I mean, I can imagine few years down the road all my friends get married and I'm still single yeah I'll be like oh shit yeah. there's something wrong yeah right and <sighs> but why is something wrong because 
genuinely you did not want to get married or you mm. did meet somebody mm. that you found that you thought would value you 100%. in the life you want to lead yeah but why is it that it becomes yeah. a flaw in us yeah it's just i don't know maybe it's the way that we're made or yeah. whatever it is but but there's there's that feeling of like oh man we're, we're a bit off like yeah. it's just we're not there yeah right yeah and, uh, it's, it's a tough tough place to be in um, and i think a lot of people might end up in a situation realizing this deficit is so strong they're like i need to do something about it right and then sort of make that decision to want to be in a relationship not because they're ready yeah but because they feel like they should be. yeah yeah right and then what i see is like oh people end up in toxic relationships or people are not being you know not ready to be in, in a committed relationship you mm, know perhaps. and and it's just yeah, it's it's very sad because we sort of torture ourselves a lot, yeah, like, right? Yeah, that's like the question. Like, why are you in such a hurry? Yeah, you know, like your life will play out however it plays out. Yeah, there's this um. Can I read out this little passage? Sure, that sure. It's like the wallpaper of my phone. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's a long passage from um Bianca Sparacino, Rainbow Salt. Oh on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love her words. And this is her, what she says. Listen. You are going to find the things that make you feel free in life. You are going to fall into the deepest love with another human being and with yourself. You are going to discover the things that fill you with purpose, the things that make you want to rise each morning. You are going to feel hope cracking within all of the dark the past has buried within you. You are going to uncover all of that light. You are going to be okay. You are going to figure things out. But you must understand that there is no set timeline for this kind of discovery. There is no checklist for this kind of growth. You may fall in love tomorrow or you may fall in love 10 years from now. You may discover your passion the day after you graduate or you might be 50 years old before you finally find the thing that causes your heart to ache with happiness. Whatever it is, just give it time. Be gentle with yourself. Do not rush the way you stretch into the person you are becoming. Do not scramble to fill your life with things that are not for you just because you feel like you are falling behind. You are not falling behind. You are falling into yourself. So please, keep going. Everything that is meant to be yours will be yours. It will come. So beautifully written. I know. I just I just put it there so that I can remind myself <laughs> when I feel rushed, when I feel like oh, there's something missing. Yeah. That I think we're all on our own journey yes. of becoming something. Whatever we have now might be what we have now, but who knows? It mm -hmm. might change. Yeah. And something else might come in our way, and it's so hard to envision that. Mm. It's so hard. Mm. I love I love the line. You're not falling behind. You're falling into yourself. Yeah. It's just it really paints a picture, yeah. right? Of of this this idea of a timeline is just a concept. Yeah, it's arbitrary. Yeah, right. And if you destroy it, if you look at it a different way, you know, you just a yeah. person on earth, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think every year that passes, you learn a bit more about yourself and about what you want and what you don't want mm. and what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept mm. in life, and that's something beautiful. Mm. Right, I think that's a journey worth seeing. Yeah, I mean, life is already hard enough. <laughs> you know. Don't have to be extra hard. <laughs> you don't have to be extra hard ourselves, but you know, we're all just wired that way, apparently. <laughs>
So yeah, thank you for writing in. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Mr. Anonymous. Yeah. Um, we are all on this journey of feeling incompetent, comparing yeah. ourselves to others, being ashamed that we're comparing ourselves to mm. others as well. Um, but there's, I, I think there's no right way to be. And we are never always confident or always satisfied. There might mm. be days when we feel great about ourselves mm. and days that we don't. And that's okay. I think that's part of being human and part of learning how to love ourselves each mm. day a little more. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, good luck. Okay, I think we're on to our final story. Yeah, let's, let's look at that. All right. So for this next story, this is actually from a friend of mine, and he is a first, this is first year as a teacher. And so this letter was written as an address to his students, um, but he so kindly shared it with us as well. This is the year that I got to celebrate my first Teacher's Day. And if I was being honest, also the year that I thought about quitting and giving up on teaching the most. I'm lucky in that I got to figure out what I wanted to do very early on. And for the past 11 years, I've gotten to try out teaching and research and policy work in so many different parts of education and have been lucky to have done fairly well. Then came this year, which has been my most challenging experience with teaching ever. In many ways, I have felt inadequate, incompetent, and insecure about the quality of my teaching. For my students, I hope that you come to realize that the first person a teacher blames when you misbehave or perform badly is themselves and never you. Always the haunting question, is it something I did or didn't do? Should I have done more of this or less of that? Am I just not good enough? And in many ways, the lessons I've constructed this year are born out of anxiety and insecurities rather than the easy confidence I was used to always checking and thinking about what I could do better, which students might benefit more, which students might not benefit, how do I push myself to be even better in order to be a good enough teacher. It doesn't help that we often don't know if we're doing enough. Alone in the classroom with all of you without someone to check on what we're doing or give feedback and with next to no time for a do-over, to teach is to constantly wonder about whether you're doing what you're doing actually works. Are you learning? And if you are learning, is it because of me or in spite of me? This year, I have cried the most over my teaching. I have come so close so many times to sending in a resignation letter to saying, I don't think I'm good enough to do this. Which is also why Teacher's Day has meant so much to me over this last week. To have felt like I can actually do this job, that I am making a difference, that it is worth it to keep trying and working sleepless nights to give you my best effort. Thank you for your story. Thanks. That's that's a we are such great stories. They have such great stories. I think. Yeah, I think I never. I really appreciate this one because I I never really tapped into the brains of a teacher, mm. right? And I think he he wrote something that really made me think, which was, you know, is this child or is this student learning um, because of me or in spite of me? Yes. Well, and it's just like, it really made me think, right? Mm. Like, I have teachers that I've learned from, mm. and I have teachers that I've learned in spite of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. And, and to, I mean, I really appreciate that he really cares about his students. Yeah. Right? And to see that perspective really, you know, allows me to get some, you know, compassion to 
put myself in his shoes. Like, yeah. it's not easy being a teacher. No, right? no, it's not. You have a room full of 30 kids, right? And you want to impart knowledge. Mm. And all of them are unique individuals. And it's, it's just tough to, to manage that space, mm. right? Mm. To, to make sure that everyone is growing. Yeah. It's just like, I just imagine it's, it's not being vulnerable like with one-on-one it's like one to thirty yeah right and they're all evaluating you yeah everyone's judging you like laughing at your jokes or like mocking your hair or whatever it is right and you still have the burden of having to help them in some way yeah Yeah. so it's a very real challenge I think sitting in front of all that and I think his statement about you know that the first person they blame if the student doesn't do well mm. it's not you it's ourselves mm. questioning ourselves I don't actually think it's he's a great teacher for thinking that because maybe not all teachers <laughs> do think that way right yeah. I can imagine that there are some teachers that might be like this it's just the students yeah. crap yeah lousy shit yeah. you know so I don't think that that's every teacher sure sure right? sounds but like a great teacher I like want a, him to be uh, it sounds like a very reflective and like yeah. you know action oriented you know yeah. as well but I think it's true that oftentimes we're in, in the role of instructing, mm. helping a job that involves other people mm. um, as an outcome. We are really constantly thinking about, am I actually making a change? Yeah. Or am I just like doing nothing? <laughs> and you have to make a change, right? Like as a teacher, I think, or, or as someone who deals with with helping people Mm. you want to see change Mm. you want to see growth Mm. Uh, it's just so tough because it's beyond your control Mm. right um but i don't know i've never been in such a such such a situation yeah and and i just can imagine how tough that would be to evaluate yourselves based on something that that a lot of times you can't control. Yeah, there's so many other factors that yeah. go into whether a person succeeds or doesn't yeah. succeed in academia mm. um, or in anything in life, right? Yeah. Like life is so, our lives are so dynamic and mm. made up of so much experiences. Mm. But it's so easy. Mm. And you know, I think oftentimes it's like the instinctive thing to base other people's outcomes on ourselves. Yeah. Right? Or like, or even not just like working, you know, in any other ways constantly personalize mm. things be like oh it's my fault yeah maybe because I said this yeah. maybe because I did that yeah. or I didn't do enough I wasn't a good enough friend yeah you know yes I know exactly I think I, I wanted to bring that up but since you brought it up I'll, I'll bring it up now so I, I I've had that I struggle with the not being a good enough friend for a long time in my life and I'm still struggling through it right it's like I maybe should have said something or I shouldn't have said something I, I pride myself as a person who's um, empathetic Right, but sometimes I say shit that is not so empathetic. Mm. I judge, mm. right? And I blame myself for it. Um, but in that moment, I say it, it's like, okay, whatever, I said it. But after the conversation, all I do is think about it. Right? Like, I'm supposed to be that friend that helps um, make this person better. I'm supposed to be there for this person, mm. right? And instead, I did something completely opposite. I like, straight away from my value mm. and it was just it's so tough to 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 be that perfect version of a friend yeah because it doesn't exist yeah there's no what is a perfect friend yeah. anyway it doesn't exist yeah. but but i hold myself to that standard yeah right so so i think in, in a situation like that it's just it's it's so tough yeah yeah i think i agree i think in whatever we do in life when we decide to do something we automatically have a standard mm. that we imagine in our head about what we would like the outcome to be or what we would hope that we could do mm. 
and when we feel like we're not achieving that mm. there is just a sense like oh i'm not good enough yeah and why are we so lousy at this yeah why am i so lousy why am i what, what was wrong with me yeah. right and i think thinking about you know his his that that painful moment in which he contemplating submitting a resignation mm. letter saying that you know to say that i'm not good enough for this job mm. you know it often makes me think about even that act of reflecting and feeling like you're not good enough it's something so powerful mm. because it shows that you care yeah it shows that you want to do better yeah. at something you know and you know there's this really cheesy line about parents that worry what if i'm not a good enough parent mm. and and people saying that the fact that you worry <laughs> that you won't be good enough makes you good enough but, you know kind of you know <laughs> makes me feel reassured yeah. because you actually want to do yeah. good yeah. um and i think that's something that it's very hard to to constantly remind ourselves of, right? Mm. Because it's like, yeah, I can tell myself, you know, me being reflective means that I'm good and I care. But like, you know, if I don't get results, mm. what's, the not, point? <laughs> what's the point? None of this matters, you know? Um, it is a very result-based, yeah, outcome-based society. We're, we're, we're wired that way. Businesses are wired this yeah. way, right? Yeah. Um, schools are wired this yeah. way. It's, it's, all, it's all about the same thing, right? Yeah. And if you think about his role as a teacher, Right? I've had great teachers mm. whom I don't know if they were great in terms of like teaching me a mm. topic mm -hmm. or that making me love that topic. Mm. But I have teachers that were great because, you know, I genuinely enjoyed being in their class mm. or enjoyed their conversations with me or they inspired me in yeah. terms of their passion in something, even though I might never go into that. Right. Um, I think like we forget how a teacher is it's not just a teacher for a subject. Yeah. Right? It's that a role model. A teacher is a role model. A teacher yeah. is like, uh, you know, somebody that we're exposed to at such a young age mm. to think about how an adult should be. Yeah. And there's so many other things that a teacher can do to teach. Yeah. That's not the subject. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we... <laughs> I don't have the luxury, I think, of having very many great teachers. <laughs> Sounds really sad. But no, I, I had some. And and I remember those that were great. Um, they left that that imprint of, of uh, the story that I tell myself about this person. Like, yeah. Oh, he was he was kind, right? He's strict in some ways, yeah. but it's necessary. And as a child, if you can understand why an adult was being strict, but it was necessary. Well, that means I think I think to me that means a lot, like, yeah. my, my cognitive ability is yeah. that high, or 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 this teacher did a great thing, like letting us feel his position, yes. teaching us empathy yeah. in some ways, yeah. right? And yeah, it's just happens. like it's beyond the subject, yeah. Right? It's it's about how to be a human being, and some things you yeah. can't learn, um, like maybe your parents are not equipped with such things, yeah. and you can't learn from them. And then teachers play a huge role in modeling and showing you how to be better, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's, 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 life can be so, so multifaceted in terms of how we make imprints on other people's lives yeah. that it's really hard to see that at times mm. and hard to, to realize mm. um, that, you know, we often feel really insignificant. Yeah. And like, even in any job, so let's say not a teacher role, yeah. right? There are a lot of people perhaps in professions where they feel like they're not actually benefiting anybody in society, oh, yeah. right? It's like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this. It's a very yeah. selfish role. Or, yeah. you know, example, I'm not saying people feel this way, but for example, if you're in finance and you just feel like, I'm just doing this materialistic thing and making money, you know, and I don't, it's not actually a value to yeah. people. Um, I have friends tell me that. I guess then, you know, you still still struggle, right? This yeah. is like, yeah, you can be great at a job, but then you could also have this feeling of being not good enough because yeah. you think you should be benefiting others in yeah. some form. 
Yeah, there's just so many wa- ways to think of ourselves. Like, oh, we're, we got X, Y, Z, but we don't have ABC. Yeah. That's why we're lacking here. Yeah. We need to work on ABC. But I think we're never going to be that person that checks all the boxes. No. Right? So we either change the boxes or we focus on our strengths. Yes. Do, what, do what we're good at yes. and then just value ourselves based on the things that we care about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Instead of the things that maybe are not so important, maybe the the things that are, are like beyond our reach, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's important to, to recognize what are the things we value. Mm. And the things that we value don't have to be something that other people value or mm. what is prescribed in society to be ideal characteristics. Yeah. And if those are things we value, we can work towards them in many different ways. That mm. doesn't have to be loud, doesn't have to be you know, money-making, doesn't have to be any of that. But, and, you know, I always thought this quote, if you're not happy, it probably means that you're not living aligned with your values. Mm. And I don't know, you know, is it 100% true? I don't know. But I think mm. that to a certain extent, there is uh, a grain of truth in that. Yeah. In we all have our gut feelings. Yeah. And if we don't sometimes listen to that gut feeling and follow mm. it, we feel a bit disjointed. No, 100%. Yeah. I get it. I think, I always struggle with this. I'm not sure people, you know, think of the same thing, which is, that's a fine line between knowing when to listen to your gut and be like, ah, okay, just give in. Or like, you know, I'm I'm not good for this. Or like, I I don't need to care about this thing. Yeah. And then the other side of it is like, maybe I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm not there yet because I I didn't put in more effort. Yeah. I didn't study this. I didn't do that. Yeah. Right? And, I'm always thinking about this line, right? Am I am I being too harsh on myself, or am I like you know you know there's just yeah, two sides yeah, of it, yeah. right? It's just so hard, and <laughs> and I think there's no right or wrong. Yeah, there's Honestly, no, there's, there's no, no right or wrong. Yeah, there's really no right or wrong. Like yeah. our brain is this awfully but yet beautifully complex oh. and scary place. Yeah, that, <laughs> scary place. You know, it's true. It is really scary, yeah. but at the same time, it it is capable of doing such horrible heinous things yeah. in the world. But it's also capable of doing such beautiful, kind, amazing achievements in this world. Mm. And that is our brain, mm. right? We have many sides to it. And I think we, you know, all of us struggle to some extent in making sense of what's <laughs> in our heads. Yes. Um, so much so that we are critical of the fact that we are critical. Yeah. That we wonder, why am I feeling this yeah. way? Why am I thinking this? Why am I like this? You know, and it's just like, oh, there's never... It's so hard to find peace. Yeah. It's so hard oh, hundred percent. And it's like, you know, why am I feeling this way? Why? Why do I do this or do that? Right. And sometimes there is no answer. No, there isn't. Yeah. And I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. Like, I cannot. It's very difficult for me to accept a non-answer. Yes. Like, you know, why am I feeling anxious or why am I feeling like I don't have feelings? Right. Like, why does that happen? And then I think about it and I keep thinking about it and it's like I criticize it over and over again, right? Um, and that's probably how it happened, right? Yeah. How I feel anxious. But but that's besides the point. The point is is, is that sometimes there are no answers no. and we have to sort of accept that truth. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of resiliency in life comes from our ability to tolerate the uncertainty, mm. to sit in that space of distress, pain, discomfort, um, not knowing and in that space we kind of grow mm. right mm. in riding through that wave yeah um, because life 
is faced with all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, you know, it's very real. Yeah, I think the story was was a great story. Like, what a wonderful teacher. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm I'm glad he continued to stay in school and, yeah. and teach teach the kids. Right. Um, because we need more teachers like him. Yeah. They care care enough to to evaluate to want to be better. Yes, I think. You know, the fact that you care, the fact that you want to be better, it's not a bad thing yeah. for anything in life. Mm. Um, we could all just use a little bit more kindness mm. to ourselves on this very tough journey that we have little to no control over most of the time. Yeah. And we just do what we can. Yeah. So good luck to everybody out there. You know, I think like who all, who's every, everyone who's struggling with feeling not good enough. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're all there. At any one point in time, we're all feeling a little bit not perfect. No, yeah. yeah. And we have such expectations on ourselves. Yeah. And what you said about, you know, giving ourselves a little bit of kindness. Yes. That goes a long way. Yeah. It goes a really long way. And I think it's tough, but it starts, it starts from us. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. It's okay if it's hard. Mm. If it was easy, wouldn't be life. <laughs> it wouldn't be life. <laughs> Sadly. All right. So I think, you know, we probably talked quite a bit today. Yeah. Um, it was really fun today. It was yeah. really fun to try this new format, reading out letters. Thank you to everybody who shared with us their stories. Um, we hope we did justice to your story, that we didn't butcher your words or your <laughs> ideas. Um, and, you know, we hope to continue doing this. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll probably have more topics in the future. And... Uh, if you have any suggestions or, or stories that you'd like to send in, please, please do that. We would love to hear yeah. stories. And this has been super fun. Um, yeah. All right. Well, take care. And, you know, this is Feel the Gap. Hope to see you again soon. All right. Goodbye. Bye.